What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> this is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to another edition, your Friday audio edition, your Thursday video edition of Fantasy Football Today. It's Fantasy Jeopardy Day. Schneier, what have you done to prepare for Fantasy Jeopardy? Well, everyone knows the last time, last and only time I was on Fantasy Jeopardy, I got wiped. But the fact of the matter was this. You put me in front of Heath in my first ever Fantasy Jeopardy, who's obviously our reigning champion and our best Jeopardy player. So now I'm hoping that I have a better draw. And what do I find out? It's Liz Loza, so I'm freaking screwed again. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. be dominated once again. The only thing that I can do and hope that will like bring me through this, Adam, and make me feel a little bit better. It's just you getting a lot of the questions wrong, you throwing out yeah. answer stats that I can debunk mid-show. Like Once we just turn it back on you, that'll make me feel a lot better about this. That shouldn't take long. Yeah, Liz Lowe's is here. to introduce her in just a second. We'll be doing Jeopardy. We're reading your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. That's the letter I, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And uh, Liz is going to give us a sleeper and a breakout as well. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to talk about Dalton Schultz at some point. Hopefully, that just comes up. But we are joined by Liz Loza. She's been on several times. You can find her on Yahoo. You can find her on Twitter at Liz Loza, L-O-Z-A underscore F-F. And good afternoon. How are you doing? I am well, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a little bit nervous about this this Jeopardy bit. I, I didn't see this part of the intro sheet. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. And now, oh, it's trivia night without the booze or the uh, forgiving, forgiving like fans around you. This is going to be interesting. Hey, if you want to, you, it seems like you're near a kitchen. If you want to get some booze, that's totally up to you. And that is no problem here. Uh, yeah, Fantasy Jeopardy. You think Heath is so good at Fantasy Jeopardy then that actually the, the running joke is I always find a way to penalize Heath or make Heath lose or something like that. And and yet you still lost to Heath. Um, but uh, Liz, before we go any further, uh, tell us you know about podcasts, articles, whatever you want to promote. Sure. Well, I am working on, I've been doing a series the past few weeks called Pressing Questions, where I take every division and each team within the division and highlight one of the most pressing questions for that team slash division. Um, and let's see, the NFC South just posted today, Thursday, over on the website, Yahoo Fantasy. Next week is the last week. It is NFC West. So we're going to talk, you know, maybe some questions about Seattle. What's the best fantasy value on the Seahawks? Obviously have to discuss um 
the Rams and Allen Robinson and Cam Akers and whether or not he can return to 2020 form. So there's a lot of good stuff there. A lot of buzzy names. Um, already wow. talked about Derrick Henry, which apparently you didn't read since you decided to draft him so high in the fishbowl. I didn't. That was uh, Schneier. Oh, that was. Oh, never mind. That was his <laughs> crap team. Yeah. So who has the best fantasy value on the Seahawks? That is a really interesting question. You've got Metcalf in about the fourth round. You've got a bunch of guys in around round seven or eight. Lockett, Penny, and Walker. I think I, this is just my ADP off the top of my head from Fantasy Pros. I can confirm. But what what's your uh, what's your quick answer to that, Liz? Or what's your initial answer? I think overall it's probably going to be Tyler Lockett when you uh, judge talent and um, the ability and value. But I do think that Noah Fant might be sneaky right now. Geno Smith obviously leading the competition, but I can't imagine he's going to hold on to that job even if he starts the season with it. And we like the connection theoretically that Locke and Fant have had. I like Drew Locke as the quarterback for fantasy purposes because he will push the ball, has more of a YOLO style. We've already seen Geno Smith. We've seen plenty of Locke as well. But I think for fantasy, I'd prefer to have Locke. And I think Lockett, when I'm looking at that talent um, and where he's going, is probably in the temperament, frankly, uh, an ability to deal in not so wonderful situations and chaotic situations is probably the right answer. But I do think, like I said, Fant might be a sneaky play for streaming. I actually want to know about Liz's take on Allen Robinson moving over to the Rams. Obviously, former bear, like former bear. I'm sure you have a good beat on him. I, you know, I'm I'm worried about the medicals, right? Because he's mm -hmm. had these cascade of lower body injuries that started in 2020, towards the end of 2020. And I've been doing this series in conjunction with the uh, with an orthopedic surgeon and the USC Trojans doctor, sports his team doctor called Rest versus Rust. And in doing that series, while I do not hold an MD, I have learned that recurrent injuries, particularly related to the soft tissue and in the same area of the body, do not just go away unless volume is tweaked, which then obviously volume is king and fantasy becomes an issue. My only like asterisk to that is that last year was so chaotic and it probably allowed Robinson to make a business decision a la Kenny Galladay did, right? Like the mm -hmm. previous, when he was in Detroit and just sort of like probably was back from the hip issue, but knew he wanted to test free agency and didn't want to deal with the medicals ahead of testing the market or hurt himself uh, any further while he was in Detroit in a lost season. And he cleared, Robinson did the Rams medicals. So if the Rams were willing to pay him, then he should be okay. But I'm not as... I have him right now as wide receiver 24, which I think is a bit of a cop-out if I'm being 100% serious. I'm a little bit more bearish on him than maybe I should be. But again, I, I, this is like one of those players who I will actually listen to coach speak on. I want to see in mm -hmm. August. I want to see like this is one of those players that I feel like the reports in August are going to be more telling than. And also, you know, we've always learned this is not this is not the first time this injury, um, like a, a significant injury either has hit him. So. Oh, wide receiver yeah. 24 right now. Okay. That's Alan Robinson. So let's get uh, some sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Just want to promote our Facebook group, though, before we do that. Uh, no busts, just sleeper and breakout today from Liz. And we'll get into Fantasy Jeopardy. But our Facebook group is awesome. You can have these types of conversations with other Fantasy Football Today listeners and viewers. You can just ask, start, sit questions, waiver wire questions, trade questions during the season. Right now, obviously, draft questions, dynasty, keeper, whatever it is. Check out our Facebook group. Um, there's a link in the episode description, or you can just go on Facebook and search for Fantasy Football Today. Okay, Liz, give me a sleeper. 
Uh, I'm going to dock tight end again because if you don't draft Travis Kelsey or you don't reach for Kyle Pitts or feel comfortable about Mark Andrews, um, then you're probably going to have to wait a minute and stream. I, I know you want to talk about Dalton Schultz. I think that was like implied in, in, in that introduction. Um, but I think that Robert Tanyan is going incredibly low. Obviously, heading into last year before he tore his ACL in, what was it, week eight at Arizona, he was a prime candidate for touchdown regression, except when you notice at the top of the season prior to the injury, the weeks in which Devontae Adams was out, he did find the end zone. And now with over 200 targets vacated in Green Bay and noting that Aaron Rodgers is such a a close, you know, a tight circle guy. He's such a, a circle of trust type of quarterback. I feel like Tanyan is ready for a resurgence and he's, especially in those big scoring situations, going to draw the favor of Aaron Rodgers well before Christian Watson, who I know the hype train loves, but has a disgusting 12.7 career drop rate in college. So I think Robert Tanyan deserves like, a, you know, one of, he's going in like the 15th or 16th round. So like if you want to wait on tight end and just take a flyer late and know you're probably going to stream for most of the season, he would be the bet I would make. Mm. That, it's, that's interesting. And yeah, we don't talk enough about what he did in those games without Devontae Adams. But in 2020, he had five for 50 and a touchdown. I have him. I think he had his six for 98 and three touchdown game in week four. So that was a huge game. And then in week eight, he had three catches for 49 yards, which is you know, three catches you don't like, but 49 yards is pretty darn good for a tight end. So, yes, he definitely stepped up. Just got to see if he's ready for week one, hopefully. Uh, how about, you know, he gets compared to Dawson Knox a lot. Who do you guys like better, Dawson Knox or Robert Tunyon? Let's say Tunyon is ready for week one. Knox or Tunyon? Dan, are you answering first or am I going? No, I'm letting Liz answer first. Liz, <laughs> Dan's a wimp. Uh, I mean, it's not I a think wimp-based. I would probably say Dawson Knox because of the uh, offense that he is attached to. But I also think people are maybe reaching for Dawson Knox a little bit more because of the breakout he had last year and the yeah. offense he is attached to. It's Knox for me as well. But Adam, don't wa- watch your mouth over there. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get Liz's breakout. All right, give me a breakout. I like Chris Olave a lot this year. I mean, I, I loved him coming out of college. Definitely across the board, I think unanimously everyone agrees that he is the most polished route runner in this year's class. And when you look at the situation in New Orleans, right, there's all of this like, oh, God, it's so messy. Like, there's no Lombardi. There's no Peyton. It's Dennis Allen. Uh, Carmichael remains the OC, and he's been the OC in theory and in name, I suppose, only, really, Um, since, what, like 2009, I want to say? So there is that little bit of continuity, but Alvin Kamara is probably going to be suspended at least six weeks. Also, his efficiency numbers dipped to career low last season. Um, Michael Thomas, tons of question marks. Jarvis Landry, great, but plays a different role than Olave. Olave has the polish and technique to step right in and contribute immediately. And if Jameis Winston is the quarterback, we know that he can push a receiver into production just via his skill set and style of play. So I like Olave, and I think he's going in like the double-digit rounds as well. So that is a guy that I think will out will completely ROI, and I can imagine him finishing a top top 20 wide receiver mm. um, uh, on the high end, but you're getting him at like wide receiver six value. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh wide receiver 46 on fantasy pros going 113th overall. How many rookie wide receivers would you take ahead of Olave or rank ahead of Olave? Ooh. Zero. Zero. Okay. Nice. Dan, how about you? 
Um, I'm going to put, that's a good question because I think Liz made a great case there, especially because the role he's going to play within that offense fits exactly what Jameis wants to do with the deep passing. So let me think who I I, I put Watson ahead of him. I'm a little higher on Watson than Liz's, I guess, as a prospect, or maybe I don't want to speak to Liz's thoughts on him as a prospect. She just mentioned his drop rate, but I'll put Watson ahead of him. I'll put Sky Moore ahead of him personally. And I think... So Drake, Drake London and Traylon Burks would be... I'm not putting Drake London ahead of him, and I'm not putting Traylon Burks ahead of him. Okay. And Garrett Wilson, obviously. Garrett Wilson, well, yeah. yeah. And I'm not putting Garrett Wilson ahead of him okay. either. I have question marks with all three of those passing games, with the exception of maybe the Titans. Because there isn't one? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think there's going to be a lot of punting and a lot of, of 170-yard passing games. I don't... I have a, a category in Fantasy Jeopardy today called Advanced Stats. And a lot of the advanced stats, I don't know what they are. Uh, but one of them for the running backs was... Are they advanced Azer stats or are they regular advanced stats? No, they're just regular advanced stats. One of them was opportunity percentage, which I think was probably percentage of carries on snaps. But probably carries plus targets. No? It was a ru- it was a rushing report that I down that I got. So I think probably not. I think just probably the amount of carries... Where did you get this rushing report from? It's on True Media. It's like a custom okay, rushing okay, report. Okay, okay. Uh, and the top two in opportunity percentage were Deontay Foreman and Derrick Henry. Like it, even when Derrick Henry yeah. was out, they, they kept still, yeah. it was still Deontay Foreman. All right. So with that said, uh, let's let's get into our show of stats that I don't even know what they mean, and let's do some fantasy Jeopardy. We have three categories on fantasy Jeopardy today. We have quarterbacks. We have pass catchers. Could be any position. And we have advanced stats. So we have quarterbacks, pass catchers, and advanced stats. Each category is $200, $400, dollars So we have nine total questions here, plus final Jeopardy. And we are going to start Fantasy Jeopardy right after this quick break on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. All right, so Liz, you get to go for it first as the guest. The board is yours. Again, your categories are quarterbacks, pass catchers, and advanced stats for $200, dollars and $600. Please answer in the form of a question, or I will remove you from the episode. <laughs> um, no, without uh, warning? Without warning. Just one slip up, and you guys are out. Uh, what would you like to pick a category and a price? Give me, please, quarterbacks for $200, Adam. Okay, very good. This NFC West quarterback was second in the NFL in completion percentage behind Joe Burrow. Derek Carr. 
Nope, NFC. that's not the NFC. NFC. Yes, it. Nope, nope, never no, mind. NFC went. Okay. Who is Jimmy, who is Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, uh, crap. Who is Jimmy? Uh, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, you said? Sorry, I just who had to Jimmy cue up my wrong NFC buzzer West. sound. Uh, it's actually Kyler Murray. Oh, Kyler, yeah. You know, he's a he's a good completion percentage guy. He's such a u- unique player. He runs so much, but he also throws a lot. He's a prolific passer. He's not one of these rushing quarterbacks who's going to throw for you know, 3,800 yards. And his completion percentage what's the, is really well, good. What's the A dot on those throws? Cause he's, not 13th or 12th, yeah. 12th or 13th. It's not terrible. Yeah. All right. So, by the way, no no points for lose and no negative points for wrong guess. So, don't yeah. worry about that. All right, Liz, the board is still yours. Quarterbacks, pass catchers, and advanced stats. Well, I have to redeem myself now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, please give me quarterbacks for $400, Adam. I love the the courtesy there, the please. But please remember to answer in the form of a question. Uh, I didn't kick you out this time, but I won't kick you out. But um, okay, All right, okay. for 400 in the past two seasons, he has finished 13th and 12th in pass attempts, but top five in green zone pass attempts, which is inside the 10-yard line. In the past two seasons, he has finished 13th and 12th in pass attempts, but top five in attempts inside the 10-yard line, both seasons. Who is? You guys don't have to take turns, Dan. You can jump in, too. Oh, sorry. Did who we get is a Kirk division? Cousins is my answer. I'll give you a... Uh, who is Kirk Cousins? Yes. Did we get a division? Right. Or I'll give you an NFC. Okay. 12th or 13th in pass attempts. I'm going to clock out here. Um, Five, you know, you never want to do that in four, Jeopardy. Who is Aaron Rodgers? Hey, you got it. All right. Star. He throws a lot in the red zone. Yeah, and actually, I, I want, I'm interested to talk to Heath about this, but I feel like we've been looking at touchdown rate all wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Because he's what always – Well, touchdown rate is percentage of touchdowns per pass attempts. But this okay. guy very consistently ranks not so high in pass attempts – but very high in green zone yeah. pass attempts. And I never really That's thought of it like that. You know, in 2014 and 15, he led the NFL in green zone pass attempts, and he wasn't even close to the NFL lead in, in pass attempts. So it's an interesting way to, you know, it's an interesting thing to look at, I think, is yeah. how often are they throwing near the end zone. All right, uh, Dan, the board is yours, and only two answers off the board. I'll take quarterbacks for 600. All right, this is a, a partial credit opportunity. You get $200 for each correct answer. You can get up to 600 bucks for this. Uh, these three quarterbacks have finished top five in passing yards per game in both 2020 and 2021. Passing yards per game. These three quarterbacks? Yeah, these three quarterbacks have finished top five in passing yards per game each of the last two seasons. Who is Matt Stafford? You, you want to guess more? You can guess three. Oh, yeah. You just do three at once. You're just rapid firing them. Okay. Yeah, Matthew Stafford's wrong. <laughs> oh, who is Dak Prescott for sure? Uh, you know what? what? You know what? To be, he didn't qualify in 2020. Oh, that's to take the buzzer. It's a back. qualifying. Not, we, didn't, we didn't hear the qual- played five. You games. never, you never specified the qualification. But go on. All right, who is? Josh I don't think Allen. I don't think he was Josh Allen. Five. Who is Josh Allen for sure? <laughs> What? All right, you're no, done. That's is, three wrong all guesses. All they do is throw the ball. That's right, three I'm wrong done. guesses. Liz. Who is Tom Brady? Who is Tom Brady? Yes. Yeah. Uh, who is Joe Burrow? Nope, three. He's not. Uh, uh, not Burrow. No, yeah. Uh, who is Justin Herbert? Hey, you got it. That's good. That's 400 right there. 
Uh, th- those are your no. Those are your three guesses. I oh, only give you three. Okay. So yep, yep. well done. The other one was Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you guys heard of him. Uh, Brady, Mahomes, and Herbert have finished top five in passing yards per game each of the last two seasons. And I was actually surprised. Burrow was second, I think, last year, and he was like seventh as a rookie. And he had a partial mm-hmm. game in there too, so that surprised. And yet me. we keep hearing all this discussion about how he has the Bengals have to throw more if he wants to be if we I, want to draft him at value. Like, uh, well, he is going as QB six. He little, is going a little high. rich. All right, quarterback is off the board. Now we have pass catchers and advanced stats, and we are tied at four hundred, folks. Liz, what's it going to be? I'll give me pass catchers, please, at two hundred. Okay, he finished as wide receiver ten in PPR last season had more than 100 catches, and was fourth in the NFL in targets inside the 10-yard line. Oh, who was Hunter Renfro? I didn't even have to finish the, yes. the answer. Unreal. And he is being drafted as wide receiver 32 in Fantasy Pros ADP. Hunter Renfro. Well done, Liz. Well done. Oh. All right, Liz, the board is yours. 400 pass catchers, please. A top 10 wide receiver in two straight seasons, he saw his catch rate drop from 76.5% to 62.8%. And his yards per target drop from 9.2 to 7.5 in 2021. Who is Deontay Johnson? Oh. Is he, was he a top 10 receiver in 2021 as well? Yeah, both seasons. Or was that 20? Oh, I thought it was 2019, 20. Okay. Oh, huge cap catch rate dip. Uh, top 10. Five. Four. Three. Mm, who is nothing <laughs> Stefan Diggs oh I couldn't think of that one that was tough yeah the only wide receiver in the NFL has had more than 150 cat tar- targets, targets two straight years I didn't know his catch rate okay yeah um okay uh back to you Liz you have a 200 point 200 lead by the way okay Next pass catcher 600 another partial credit opportunity Get it right, and you get $600. Get it wrong, but be within two, and you get $300. This is the amount of 50-catch running backs we had in 2021, not including Cordaro Patterson. 50-catch running backs, not including Cordaro Patterson. Hmm. Who, who is Dalvin Cook? No, no, no. This is the amount no, 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 no. of 50 oh, uh. Oh, this is the oh, amount of 50 catch yeah. running backs, not including Cordaro Patterson, in 2021. What is four? What is four? That is partial credit. We had six. What? That we had six. You get. You were within two. You get three hundred dollars. What I said. That, I said the rule. Really oh, weird you, way. That was a really weird way. Well, it's really hard to get. No, between you've got Austin Eckler, obviously, right? Yeah. You've yeah. got you've got Austin Eckler. You've got Leonard Fournette. Right, you've got James Dalvin Connor. Cook. You've Dalvin got Dalvin Cook did Jacobs. not get there. Those were my four. Dalvin Cook did not get there. Um, did James Connor no. get there? James Connor did not get there. Yeah. Najee oh. Harris, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Leonard Swift. Fournette, DeAndre Swift, yeah, Josh DeAndre Jacobs, Young. and Aaron Jones. And the significance here is, I think this really matters on draft day if this trend continues. You don't have to focus as much on this because this is the last five years. Um, 2017, there were 14. 2018, there were 16. 2019, there were 13. And then 2020, there were eight. And 2021, there were six 50-catch mm. running backs. And we had an extra game last year. So teams are not throwing to their running backs as much. That might change, but it's pretty significant to me anyway. That uh, is significant. All right, we are done with pass catchers. We're on to advanced stats. Liz, I believe you have a 500-point lead right now. 
Dan. Advanced stats for 200? Advanced stats for 200. All right. This is, this is the, where it gets sticky. This player led the NFL in pass EPA, expected points added or environmental protection agency. I'm not sure which one it is. This player led the NFL in pass EPA. Who's the best passer last year? Let's go with. I don't want to get it wrong. That's the problem. Get it um, wrong. What's the big deal? You don't lose any yeah, points. But I need to get I mean, points here, Adam. Who is Josh who is Allen? Matt Stafford. Okay. And uh, it was a tie between Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers. I was going to say either Burrow or Allen. Ah. Joe Burrow is basically like led in every single stat. So every <laughs> he's the best passer last year. All right. Uh, for 400. These two quarterbacks won the NFL MVP within the last five seasons and both finished top six in bad throw percentage, according to Pro Football Reference. That is percentage of poor throws per pass attempt. They were NFL MVPs, and they finished in the last five years, and they finished top six in bad throw percentage. Bad throw percentage. Uh, Hmm. Uh, I mean... I don't Lamar know ja- was- who is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and well, I'm getting at least partial credit for All that. Right, so I'll give you partial credit. There's 200 for Jackson. Uh, we each get two guesses here. Who last MVP last five? No, years. this is not how it works, Dad. You could, like answer the question. Let's go. Okay, okay. Okay, who, 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 who is, is Aaron Rodgers? Josh Allen. No, mm-hmm. one more guess for Liz. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who the MVPs were. I. I, I don't remember who the MVP was after after Aaron. Aaron. Uh, it was Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Had a high percentage, but right. Yeah. You wouldn't think so, right? Look at this list: Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Weird. All right, Dan gets. Should have been a little clearer with that question, Adam. But go on. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you should have said bad throw percentage in 2021. I was thinking during their MVP oh, year. I'm sorry. Yes, it's okay. Uh, for 600, he led all rookie all rookie wide receivers in yards after catch per catch, just ahead of Jamar Chase. All rookie receivers. He led all rookie wide receivers in yards after catch per catch, just ahead of Jamar Chase. This is a bit of a trick question. I'll throw that out there. Oh no, yards after the catch per catch. This is 2021, right? Uh huh. Trying to remember who the receivers were. De- who is Devonta Smith? Mm. I appreciate you guessing and not. Oh, who is Michael who is Pittman? Jalen Waddle. Mm. Who is no. Michael Pittman? Mm. Who is was Michael Pittman even a rookie last year? I think he no, was, he was right? not. It was the same. No, season. that was year two. Yeah. <laughs> who were the other rookies last year? Who Jaylen is Waddle was a rookie. Oh, who is who is? Oh, I know who this is. Kadarius Tony. Mm. No, keep you keep ah. going, but <laughs> he had great yards after the catch. He did, that. but only one guy had a, like a negative A dot, and that was Rondell Moore. Oh, oh come on! I know it's it kind of a trick question. Like I said, classic Azer. All right, let me see if I can add up the points here going into Final Jeopardy. Dan got four hundred for quarterbacks. Liz got four hundred for quarterbacks. Liz got two hundred plus three hundred, so that's nine hundred. Dan got uh, 600. So it's 900 to 600. Liz is in the lead. Our final Jeopardy category is YPC for life, my unofficial nickname. It is a yards per carry answer here. That is your final Jeopardy category. 
Somehow we're going to have to figure out a way for you to tell me how much you want to wager without the other person finding out. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, boy. Liz, how much do you want to wager? Dan, Here, I'll turn, close take, my eyes. take your headphones off. I'll close my um, eyes. Oh, I wait, will no. wager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to give you this. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Dan, how much do you want to wager? It doesn't matter if Liz hears now. 600. All right, Dan's wagering all of it. Liz is wagering 600. Here's the answer. Over the last five seasons, no running back has averaged more yards per carry than this guy with a minimum of 500 carries. It's over the last five seasons. No running back has averaged more yards per carry than this guy. Um, Dan, can you text me your answer, please? Sure. Yeah, text me your answer. You guys can think about it. Do I get a second to think, or are we just doing a no thinking? I mean, my God. Yeah. One more, one more time. Get some time. Yeah. So it's it's the it's basically the NFL leader in yards per carry over the last five seasons. Uh, it, don't worry about the minimum. It's not going to be somebody who's played one season. It's not J.K. Dobbins. He has six yards per carry. It's not him. It's a guy who has a lot of carries over the last five seasons. Minimum five hundred carries. But you're just looking for the yards per carry leader. Mm-hmm. Somebody guessed Tony Pollard. I don't know if he has enough no, carries. No, minimum five hundred carries. Yeah, right? it's not him. Uh, I don't. He probably didn't qualify. Last five years. Yep. Last five years. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. Ready? Ready for your answer? You text me. Um, trying. I just. Here we go. I'm just going for it. I, that's not. All right. While you do that, I'm going to tell everybody that next week we're going to do some fun shows. If blank happens, then blank. That'll be one of our topics. The toughest players to rank. Just trying to think off the top of my head. All right. Uh, got our answer from Dan Schneier. Liz, you got an answer? Uh, I mean. Who is Melvin Gordon? Who is Melvin Gordon? That is incorrect. All right. You didn't lose any money. We don't lose money on Final Jeopardy or ever. Uh, Dan, uh, your answer was? Big dog, Derrick Henry. The answer is Nick Chubb. Oh, I was thinking about Chubb or Henry. Uh, Yeah. So Nick Chubb, uh, 5.3 yards per carry. And number two was Aaron Jones was three. Who is number two? Where's Henry in this? I feel like his yards per carries have been pretty high. Maybe he gets too many carries. Might have this pulled up. Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, um, Mm. who has 564 carries. Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry's fourth. Okay. Not horrible. So congratulations, Liz. You win. Way to go. Oh, no. Did she freeze? She might have. Oh, no. This was like... This was like my, listed as minus three hundred fifty favorite before the show to beat me. I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna remove her from uh, from here, and hopefully she can reestablish a uh, connection, and we'll we'll get her back. All right. In the meantime, let's read some emails. We'll save the. Yeah. Uh, uh, let me, Dan, talk about no, no. Uh, save save that one. That's talk about some email. content. You you're an editor for us. You do a lot of work behind the scenes. Oh yeah. And okay. Let's. Talk. Tell us oh, what, ahead. you know, I got I just got to reach out to Liz real quick. So yeah. tell us uh, what's coming up on the website. So you can check out cbssports.com backslash fantasy right now. We've got featured right now. We've got Heath's tiers. So Heath has now done tiers for every position, quarterback tiers, running back tiers, wide receiver tiers, and tight end tiers. Personally, I'm a huge fan of tier-based drafting. I think it's a really good way on draft day to assess your draft. And I know a lot of you are already been using this, but just for those who haven't, you kind of have know when the run at each position is coming and when you got to get in on it. So check out Heath's tiers at every position. You can also find a couple mock draft reviews. We did a Dynasty Superflex mock. I know a lot of people have Dynasty questions. We see a bunch coming in today. I check out this Dynasty Superflex mock that we dropped on the site uh, Wednesday because it's a startup. 
So you kind of get a good feel for where everyone's being valued there. And if you look back a week ago, we had a two wide receiver mock that Jamie ran. That's another great one. I really like what Chris did in the newsletter as well. For those of you who haven't signed up yet, you should check out the CBS Sports Fantasy Football FFT newsletter that comes to your inbox every day during the season. And we're starting to ramp it up. It's about two, three times a week. He did an ADP review, and that's one of my favorite things. You look at every single position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and you find the values at every position. And right now there are a lot of values going at every position and i agreed with a lot of chris's takes there so those are some of the, my favorite things going on right now of course adam didn't write any of those things adam <laughs> the one time i asked him to write something sent me like a an old word doc that like it was missing half didn't even didn't even send me an intro i had to write adam's intro yeah. i was lucky to even get the text to begin with so just yeah. yeah go check out the website just don't expect to see adam azer's name in any of the bylines you're very lucky i uh I think I'm a decent podcast host. I know I'm a bad game show host. I am a terrible writer. So you don't want to read anything of mine. All right, we're going to read some emails, try to get Liz back on. And I, we got one email in particular in particular that Liz spent a lot of time working on. So we're going to wait for her to come back before we read it. Uh, here's one from Anthony in Tacoma. He says, Dear Ledger, Sandler, Grohl, and Lee Curtis. You got that one, Dan? Ledger, Sandler, Grohl, and uh, Lee Curtis? Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Dave Grohl. Uh-huh. Heath Ledger. Adam, Jamie, Dave Heath, yeah. Uh, I just think it's very it's very funny that he went the Lee Curtis route here, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jamie would be happy to hear that one. <laughs> what do we do with Calvin Ridley in Dynasty? I'm in a 10-team half PPR Dynasty League. Ridley just hit our waivers after the rookie draft. Is this crazy? Even if I'm stacked at wide receiver, should I be picking him up? And if so, out of a $200 fab for the whole year, including this offseason, what would you bid on Calvin Ridley? I think it is crazy that he hit waivers. Uh, Ridley, though, although I don't think he's going to play for the Falcons ever again, I'm not so sure that's a bad thing. Some team is going to take a chance on him. He's still at a ripe age for, for Dynasty where you can still, and he's still one of the best separators in the NFL. I think he might be a top three pure separator at the wide receiver position. And he's proven he can play both in the slot and on the outside, despite you know concerns about his size coming into the NFL. He really disproved that. So I would be willing to use a heavy chunk of my FAB just if Ridley was randomly on the waiver. Now it is 10 team. That makes it a little different, but half PPR, I'm throwing in probably $150 of my FAB. I'm just never finding anything like, you understand, in Dynasty Leagues, and you know this, the listener, and I'm trying to tell Adam because he doesn't participate in the one Dynasty League we invited him to. I am in a Dynasty League, yes. And we don't know that for sure because I haven't seen proof of that, but I'm trying to let the listeners know, look, as they know, there's a really bad free agency. <laughs> like, your, your free yeah, agent right, crop right. in Dynasty is terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit different in a ten-team league, uh, but yeah, right. You, you're not gonna. You don't need a, a whole bunch of fab. Uh, so most likely to get through the season. My, I have a team in a dynasty league, and my team name is Casey Ryback, which you don't get, but it's a pretty cool reference. Is that one of your favorite bands that ever nobody knows? No, it's uh, Steven Seagal's character in Under Siege. Yeah, I definitely don't get that. Which Go is ahead. a great movie. I, Under Siege is a is a legitimately great movie, but Under Siege Two is actually the the first one I saw, which is oh, a I fun movie. I forgot to I forgot to bash you, Adam, for the Ragnarok You're take for the four takes. Way behind, bro. You're I don't know behind. though. Like I don't know if I'm that behind. Everybody's been bashing me. I already did this on the air, so I'm sorry. Okay, I think you missed right. your chance. I just felt like you deserve another shout out for that, but it's all right. It's another bad take. Just move on from it. This is from Ricky. Full PPR Dynasty League. Starting two running backs, three wide receivers, and a flex. Um, I have the top three picks in our rookie draft. So that's interesting. 
his best running backs are Miles Sanders, ETN, Daryl Henderson, and Kenneth Gainwell. His best wide receivers are Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Devontae Smith, and Terrace Marshall. Who would you take with the first three picks in the rookie draft? Yeah, so I'm curious if my answer will be a little different than yours, Adam, but I do think this is probably a complete teardown type situation because he has those first three picks. It sucks to have him in this year. This is probably one of the ugliest rookie drafts we'll have in a, in a long time. It's been the ugliest I can remember. But having said that, your team still has a lot of young talent. I feel like at running back is where you really need to replenish the talent. I'm not so sure Miles Sanders has more than one more year. If anything, as the starter, ETN to me still remains a concern. I'm not a huge fan of his his long-term outlook. So I'm definitely taking Walker and Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, my first two picks. That I know for sure. And then when it comes to that third pick, that receiver, my answer I think will be different than yours, Adam, but I buy into talent with these types of dynasty questions. And I'm looking at these things long-term. And Jameson Williams, to me, is the most difference-making receiver by far in this class. He's the closest to that Waddle-Tyreek-Hill hybrid build. Um, and yes, the situation may not seem perfect now, but things can change fast. The Lions could be in contention for one of these top quarterbacks in the tw- in the 2023 class. So my, my pick would be Jamison Williams. Yeah, I agree with you that uh, it's, I'm going to take somewhat of a teardown approach here. I'm not going to take Ken Walker, though. I'm going to go Brees Hall, Jamison Ooh. Williams, and Drake London. Um, Why no Walker? I think London's going to be a more valuable player in a PPR league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just don't know. I, 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 I like Walker. I don't think he's a three-down back. Don't love Seattle right now. I just, I, I guess in a vacuum, I like London better than Walker in a dynasty. If I were just doing dynasty rankings, I would have London probably sec- third with Jamison Williams second. Although if you wanted to focus more on this year, you know, uh, you'd take London ahead of Williams. But I really like Drake London. That, I was so impressed. I don't watch, I don't watch the tape as much as you do, but I was really impressed with Drake London. I think, I think he reminds me so much of Mike Evans um, I, I think he makes contested catches. I think, you know, he's got obviously great size. He's got enough speed. He's not a burner, but is enough speed and very NFL ready player. I, I really like Drake London a lot. So that's, why I'd take him. It's also full PPR, like you mentioned and start three, but basically fours in a full PPR. Wow. You want that flex to be a receiver every week. All right. This is from Mark. He says, hello, Sterling Cooper, Putnam, Powell and Lowell. Oh, Sterling Cooper, Draper price. Yeah. Sterling Cooper and partners. And Do you know this, Adam? Well, I feel like you don't. I know it because I read the email. Uh, yeah, you're not a TV. You you miss all the best TV shows to watch like crap movies, and then you just, this is your life. Well, that's not true because I'm, I've am i watched all of Stranger Things, which is becoming. <laughs> oh, Stranger Things. Have you seen Mad Men? No, I have. It's one of the shows yeah. I'd like to watch, but no. Oh, there it is. Um, How about it, The Wire? I don't want to get into this, bro. <laughs> I did start watching The Batman, though. The Robert Pattinson one. Yeah, you yeah. see it? No, of course. I don't do movies. So I actually really like it uh, so far. It's three hours long. I got about I an hour left. I heard it's a weird it's dark beyond one. dark. Yeah. It's not a comic book movie at all. It's basically a murder mystery. I, I'm okay. enjoying it, though. I, I Actually, loving it. Uh, but I hope to Loving finish. it so much you didn't finish it all in one sitting. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> or two sittings, buddy. I'm on sitting three. <laughs> uh, anyway, is everyone missing on Marcus Mariota? He runs. When he's allowed to, he'll sling it. The most successful he's been was peppering tight ends and big wide receivers. Uh, Falcons have drafted Pitts high and traded for an ignored monster in Brian Edwards. I don't know about that. Uh, They obviously, he didn't mention, but they obviously also drafted Drake London. Like Draper, he's had success, been forced into hiatus. Now he's back with nothing to lose. Does Mariota drop an epic Coke commercial on the city Coca-Cola built? 
I'll say this. I don't, I, I got to be honest with you here. I don't, Mark, I don't love the Draper, Draper reference because it, unlike Draper, Marcus Mariota has never been the elite top of the league type of player, right? Like Draper was the best at the best. And then I agree, he had fell off and came back, but Mariota was never that. Having said that, the reason that's what scares me most about Mariota is not really the talent. I thought he did a good job coming in in relief last year for Derek Carr. I think, he, like you said, he has pretty good arm talent and he has the ability to run. My issue with Mariota is, can he keep that job? First of all, he's very turnover-prone quarterback. But more importantly, Atlanta, if they start losing, they really do have to turn to Desmond Ritter oh, at 100%. some point. Uh, yeah, because yeah. they have to figure out what they have in him before next draft because they're going to be in position to potentially draft another quarterback. So if you're drafting Mariota or if you're drafting these players around Mariota with the hope that Mariota will be throwing them the ball and not Ritter – that's a risky proposition. That's one, not one that I'm going to subscribe to. And it's my whole reason for avoiding this Falcons offense. I think when you turn to these rookie quarterbacks, a lot of punts, a lot of three and outs, very few passing yard, very few passing first downs and yardage. So I'm scared off by the entire Falcons pass game right now. All right. This one is from, oh, sorry. This one's from Michael. Good morning. Great, awesome, helpful, and slightly below average. You wow. know, you know that's who you shot. are. <laughs> who is that? I hope that's are they taking a shot at you? I don't know. I assume so. Yeah. Wow. Uh I don't know. Wow. What do you think is the best fab Oof. fab slash waiver format? What's your what's your free agency waiver fab format of preference? I mean, I can answer this question because I'm not one of the main guys, so I may not be someone who's referenced in that email. But, man, if this was like a show with Jamie, Heath, or Dave, I don't know if they even – that your question even deserves an answer, but I will answer it. And I think it's just FAAB. Like, I don't really understand the question fully. Is your favorite FAAB, that's free agent budget, that's the best format, right? Like, what are – there are different versions of, of FAAB, Adam, that I'm not sure of. I'm not no, aware of. I think was he asking so, how much money? No. So the, the okay. I cut out a lot of the email. Basically, his league oh, yeah. did fab – for Tuesday night and mm-hmm. then turned it off and then basically turned off waivers until Saturday or something like that. I don't remember, but some, some, uh, some leagues run fab on Tuesday night and then do free agency the rest of the week. Some do it every night, um, turn it off on Thursday and Sunday, something like that. Uh, so I, I like fab every night. Uh, I don't like the free for all first come first serve. I, I think, Agreed. you know, you got to have a little strategy with fab, but there should be, I definitely turn it off on, I definitely turned Fab off on Sunday. You could certainly make the case to turn it off on Thursday as well. This is yeah. from uh, Vinny C. from Las Vegas, a 10-year listener and a first-time writer. Dear Bermuda, Bermuda, Bahama, and Pretty Mama. And that would be the greatest theme song for any fantasy show ever. Yes, that would be our Kokomo Friday theme song for fantasy baseball today, which has been legendary for many, many years. <laughs> Every time if you I, do say so yourself. I didn't write it. It was written by a listener. It was a, and I'm not even on the show anymore. It wasn't a, a brag. It's a great, it a great lot fun. Like a brag. Why? I didn't mean that. Well, your name is like in that song. It's like you're featured not anymore. In it, but, okay. Not anymore. It was. It was. When it was at its best, it was. I'll admit <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. So uh, every time I hear Heath talk about Joe Burrow, he mentions how Burrow needs to run more or get more pass attempts to finish top three. A few things to consider. Joe Burrow was sacked four more times than any other quarterback last year, and that was with him sitting out the last week. According to Pro Football Focus's advanced passing metrics, Joe Burrow tied for the sixth-worst average pocket time to throw, top nine for hits taken while having a passing attempt, and top eight for most times having a pass attempt while under pressure. 
This is and this isn't even taking into account the mental toll it takes on a quarterback to know you've been hit and are going to continue to get hit at a higher rate, et cetera, et cetera. With that said, if Joe Burrow doesn't get more rushing attempts or passing attempts, but instead has a much higher number of quality attempts, a cleaner pocket to throw from, and takes less hits, is it crazy to think he can finish as a top three quarterback? I think you aren't giving Burrow enough credit. Yeah, I think the finish there is for what he did under that brutal offensive line. But what I'll say with regards to that is this. There was a really interesting study done this offseason that basically looked into how much of sacks are a quarterback's fault and how much are the offensive line's fault. Until now, we've kind of assumed, oh, it's just offensive line always when a quarterback gets sacked. But really, there are some quarterbacks. What the study showed is there's a clear indication that some quarterbacks take more sacks than others. And Actually, I watched a film breakdown with Joe Burrow where he talked about this specifically. He even said, look, in certain situations when we're not in the red zone, when we're not in field goal range, I am more willing to take a sack to wait for a bigger play to develop. That's his nature, Joe Burrow. He looks downfield. He likes to take shots downfield. He's going to take shots. An improved offensive line, I'm not sure, is going to change much of his specific game. Will it help them in certain situations on third and long? Sure. Maybe he has a little bit more time to stay in that pocket and get rid of the football rather than take a sack. But there are times when he's getting hit like you know you talked about his top 10 in hits number last year the uh, the listener talked about in an email and that is also part of just who he is as a quarterback so i'm not so sure it's going to make much of a difference in his fantasy profile okay liz is back hey liz i'm using my phone as like on cellular data so this is i don't know my internet just <laughs> went kaput oh no which is like never obviously over the past two years like we've been i've been working yeah. from home so this has never happened uh so this, this it's, is, it's probably azer's fault <laughs> i'm sorry I mean, it was probably because I was about to lose Jeopardy. So there's that. <laughs> well, um, we already read the question about which quarterbacks are TV shows, so I'm sorry. No, we didn't. No, I'm just kidding. No, of course, we saved that. We saved that for you. Of course. Easy uh, save. Just to speak for Heath, though, uh, Joe Burrow is not going to, to put up the same yards per attempt and touchdown percentage, probably. that he was His yards per attempt was through the roof. So that's why Heath wants to see more attempts. All right, so with, with that being said, we've got this this question here uh, that Liz did, did some work on, and Dan and I were stumped. But <laughs> the question comes from Luke. Earlier this week, and actually what's funny is I think I'm pretty sure it was Joe Pisapia from Fantasy Pros who did what, Joe is, what uh, Luke is saying. Earlier this week, you described Stafford and Cousins as being Seinfeld if they were a TV show. Can you do a segment picking TV shows for each of the top 12 quarterbacks? Okay, it was TV shows, not not movies. But I think he said, like, uh, you put them on, you know what to expect. They're Seinfeld. Um, so with that being said, the only thing I could think of was Russell Wilson is Game of Thrones because he sucks at the end of every season, uh, the way Game of Thrones limped to the finish line. But Liz, what can you what can you hit us with here in terms of TV shows for quarterbacks? Well, of course, all my notes are gone because I have oh, no. no internet. But um, I will say, for me, uh, Aaron Rodgers was Stranger Things, not just because of the tattoo, though. That's that's a whole spinoff on itself, because um, it's going to be a strange season for him, right? There's the the buddy chemistry is not there. Um, I also feel. <laughs> give me some more quarterbacks. I had a bunch. Okay, yeah, Let's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford, Justin Patrick Herbert. Patrick Mahomes is, her, is Kermit the Frog. That one's pretty solid. Well, that's that cool. <laughs> oh, come on. How about, Daniel, how about Daniel Jones' Frazier? 
boring. You know what to expect. Never going to go outside the box. Yeah, but he was. Frazier had great ratings. So Frazier was. Oh. <laughs> Frazier has to be one of the most overrated shows in American history. I can't imagine anyone. In, it's like about it's about a life of just some yuppie walking around New York, and like going out. The <laughs> well, it's a spin- so bad. What is that? Show it's a spin off. It's a spin off. You know, did you know that? <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Of cheers. But it's just like so bad. It's not that bad. What is it about? Is this guy's life just living rich it's in what, New York? Isn't that so what Seinfeld's bad. about? <laughs> no, they're not rich in Seinfeld. No, and they're, they're fun. And they're actually funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, excellent. I feel like uh, Zach Wilson is how I met your mother. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> it, it, right? it, well, I don't know that show that well. So it won't you don't way. need to know the show to get the reference out of it. <laughs> um, oh, I do get that. Now I get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe Burrow is Tiger King. Tiger King. Nice. Um, but in terms of like ecosystem, I mean, I felt like Russell Wilson was like, you had the top chef, right? Some sort of cooking show <laughs> to match that. But if you look at like the HBO, I just like Googled the, you know, best HBO shows. And I was like, oh, who's Oz? Like maybe the better question is like, let's take like who's Hacks? Uh, I don't know. You know? Like, could could Tua Tungavailoa theoretically be Hacks this year? We're going to find out. Who's the Hacks? Hacks is, like, an awesome... Do you not watch television? Do you consume media? <laughs> what? Um, <Yeah. laughs> nice. Hacks is, a, is, like, a fantastic show on HBO in its second series. I think they're, like, Emmy-nominated. No, I never saw that one. Can I tell you the um, best show I've seen recently? It's going to be such sure. a bad answer. Go ahead. Mayor of Easttown is one season. It's on HBO. Okay. Pretty good. That's pretty a perfect segue. Great. Jean Smart, who's the mother of Kate Winslet's character, yeah. Mayor, is the lead character in Hacks. So now you have some connective tissue. Okay. Too. Okay. Also, Dan, I just want to say, I came in when you were talking about the O-line quarterback stat. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that has been a study... And I know we're talking about it because of Joe Burrow, but like Deshaun Watson to me in his Houston days perfected that holding onto the ball yep. too long and taking all the sacks. And while the offensive line was a tattered mess, half of that stack sack stat was his for not finding, um, you know, for, for wanting to always play hero ball instead of maybe Derek Carring it a little bit um, and finding a more efficient check down option. Yeah. hundred percent. He's a great example of that. It's so also then, what scared. Me. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say like, as my brain is working, you know, to that point, then maybe Joe Burrow to fix that stat could better utilize Tyler Boyd, who is a ridiculous value, despite the fact that he dipped below. Uh, he had a career low number of catches, I believe last year with the, you know, introduction of, Higgins but in those two weeks that Higgins was out I think Boyd and again I'm flying blind here I have nothing in front of me I think Boyd scored a touchdown one of those weeks and cleared 100 yards the other but maybe the efficiency of the Bengals ecosystem would run more smoothly if Tyler Boyd were utilized more effectively yeah yeah I'd like to see him get well actually I really wouldn't because I love Jamar Chase so much but uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the dating game. That's very good. Tom Brady is Lord of the Rings. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, and then oh, just, Fraser was in Seattle. Uh, not New York, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's true. I don't know that's what. how bad the show is. I thought he was in New York. Uh, okay, let's go on to our next question. Seattle. What is, what is the point of that show? Some guy walking around Seattle doing nothing. Go ahead. 
Uh, from, and he's a shrink, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't who he? knows? Who cares? No, so no, bad. no. He's a he's a radio talk show. Maybe he is a shrink, but he's a radio talk show. Oh, host. his wife is a shrink. His, but his I wife Maris, I be, think, has to be one of the worst, most boring plot lines for a show ever. Go ahead. That's the wire. Actually, I'm playing at a ten. What? Uh, just don't. No, even. No, we're yeah. not going down that path. We- uh, I'm I muted, Dan. Uh, I'm playing at a ten-team half PPR superflex league. We're giving point two points per completion. And minus 0.2 points per incompletion. How much does that influence your quarterback rankings? I, and the next part was I have the second overall pick and I'm considering Josh Allen. What do you think about that? You're still muted? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dude. Go ahead. My bad. I was just going to say I think it impacts it more then I don't think you're really, you should be focusing on the, on the incompletion or the completion rate more. You want to focus in on volume. I think it's just total completions that I'd be looking for. So I actually like Allen a lot. Uh, to me, this bills team is going to continue to throw the ball at an absurd rate. And that's not going to stop the James cook signing to uh, draft pick to me is literally, they want someone to be a check down outlet when in the past game, when they just throwing the ball every down, like they basically did last year. So I'm good on Allen. All right. I'm going to try to fly. What about Liz? Well, I'll, I'll give Liz the next right, one. I'm going to try to get out of here soon. Uh, Gerald Williams with this question, former Yankees outfielder, Gerald Williams. Format is dynasty with two flex, two wide receivers. Looking for some insight on a trade that I want to propose all the way from upstate New York. All right. Um, okay. He has, uh, well, I won't go through it all. I want James Robinson on my team. I'm a big believer, and I don't believe that Travis Etienne will own the backfield. I had two first-round picks, and I drafted Traylon Burks and Ken Walker. I was going to trade Ken Walker for James Robinson and a 2023 first-round pick. I feel I don't need Walker to compete this season. He has Swift, Dobbins, Edmonds, A.J. Dillon, Rojo, and Ken Walker. Um, And the 2023 first would uh, give me some leverage to perhaps target a top-five running back. Would you make this trade? Would you trade Ken Walker and a 2023 first for James Robinson? Well, I mean, first of all, congratulations on the zig while everyone's zagging or the zag where everyone's zigging. I mean, the the, uh, passion about running backs in a 2022 market is really impressive, especially in a dynasty format where they lose value so quickly. But if you are really sold on James Robinson and Ken Walker, I think given the rest of your uh, roster is a nice trade piece because you've got to find the guy and there's going to be one or girl in every league that just doesn't believe in Rashad Penny. Um, and I, I think we all see from the drafting that Chris Carson is unlikely to return this season, if ever. So I like the idea of a 2023. I would just encourage Gerald here to um, maybe invest in a wide receiver next season rather than another running back. All right. From Jacob in San Diego, dear Randall, Donovan, Carson, and Jalen. Eagles. Oh, Eagles yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about how positional fantasy rankings compare to where a player finished in the rankings last season, particularly particularly those players who are being ranked at the top of their position, and it got me thinking, does it make sense to draft or rank a player at the top of their position based on a number one finish in the previous season? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, what do you think, Liz? Kind of... I I feel like that's kind of how Christian McCaffrey was the 1.1 two years in a row. I mean... Uh, that's also, to me, why Debo Samuel is so stupidly high uh, in terms of ADP because there's like a recency bias, which we all know exists, that is severely um, weighing 
all of these rankings and uh, like consequently their ADP. So I don't, I don't like, I would encourage, I think it's an inevitability that this is occurring and it's an absolutely correct thing to point out. But I also would encourage when doing your own rankings to suss out the recency bias. And those are two examples that just immediately came to mind. Well, I think, you know, if you don't like this, then you take McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor because McCaffrey still has the most upside. Jonathan Taylor finished number one last year. You take Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup. You know, Cooper Cup's a good example. 28-year-old breakout last year was a little unusual. It wasn't even 29 last year. I don't know. But um, I think you're kind of drafting – you're drafting the player most likely to finish number one, probably. You're not yeah. guaranteeing yourself the number one player. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, huge – Question marks about Cooper Cup. We've just never really seen a season like that from a player who's always been very good, but nothing like that. Uh, but I, I get I get your thoughts. You don't have to, you know, go off the rankings if you want. Go, go a little crazy with it. Get crazy with the cheese whiz. This is from Steve in Medford, New Jersey. Sounds like it's near Dan. It's not. Go ahead. Salary cap keeper question. $300 budget. It's a 10-team league, and it is PPR. Should I keep Najee Harris for $64 or Cam Akers for $10? If he keeps Najee, he can keep for two more years, adding $10 each year. If he keeps Akers, this is the last year he can keep him. So it's Najee for $64 or Akers for $10, and it is a $300 budget. Dan, who would you pick? I'm taking Akers here, and I'm saving the money here. I don't know necessarily that you're going to want Najee Harris at $84 in two years from now. And if you do, I think that's going to be at value or worse. So I'm going to go with the the big savings here in Akers. Liz? I agree. That's way too much value to pass on, especially, again, attached attached to that offense, that system. And we have empirical data that showed previous to the Achilles that he was, you know, wildly explosive and really, really fit well as the workhorse in that offense. Liz, thank you for hopping back on and for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for the, uh, uh, thank you for being patient with my technical difficulties. I'm a little embarrassed. I never have those. That's okay. Look, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. You won fantasy jeopardy. Oh my God. Yeah. What was the answer by the way? What was the answer? I don't even remember what the question was. Oh, Nick Chubb. (laughs) Oh, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) congratulations. Well, Dan got it even longer than you. So, um, so Dan, uh, you know, pile on Adam. Dan loses again. Thank everybody. Have a great weekend. We really appreciate it. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Email us fantasyfootball at cbsi.com, and we'll talk to you on Monday with a fresh episode of Fantasy Football Today. On May twenty third, I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves. Demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.